My thoughts, my opinion. Sports podcast. Welcome back to another episode of MTMO Sports Podcast, Doug. Yo, just like my man Vaughn L said, yo, did you miss me? Oh, man, it's been a minute since I sat in this chair, man, sat behind this desk and behind this camera and give you all my ish that I love to talk about, man. It's just, just been a little minute. I had some troubles. I had some family issues that I had to take care of, but... Everything is copacetic over here in, the, in this neighborhood, you feel me? And I am so glad to be back giving y'all this sports talk that I love to sit here and talk about, you feel me, yo? As y'all already know, yo, this is going to be a dope show, as always, because it's me, the guy that gives you the dopest topics to talk to sit here and talk about, you feel me, to make you ponder in your mind and be like, what the fuck is Dave talking about? <laughs> you feel me? So... Like I said, it's going to be a dope show, man. So sit back, get your popcorn, get have you watching this on your phone, laptop, TV, however. Because like I said, it's going to be dope, man. You feel me? And before I get this podcast started, man, just remember that this show is always sponsored by Reinvent Yourself Fitness, man. If you are looking for that personal trainer, you're looking for that strength and conditioning coach to get you right, yo, throughout this winter, when it's, well, all these holidays are coming like Thanksgiving right around the corner. You know what I mean? So make sure y'all go follow my bro. Hit him up on Instagram at reinventyourself underscore fitness. I guarantee you my man is going to get you right, yo. Because ever since I've been on his plan, I've been right. I've been feeling better. I've been feeling active. He helped me uh, meal prep and everything. So like I said, man, if you're looking for that help, Need some of that extra motivation, man? Make sure you hit my brother up, man. I guarantee you. It's going to get you right. And just like getting right, man. <laughs> it's a trade that happened in the NBA. You feel me? And I cannot tell y'all my opinion who I felt like won that trade. And like I said, it, 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 I don't think it was a fair trade. I think it, it works out for the better party. You feel me? I also want to sit here and talk about, man, one guy. Got a new team and a whole new attitude, man, and it's not really panning out for him right now. Um, I most definitely cannot wait to talk to him, talk to y'all, or talk to you about him. You feel me? Because, like I said, man, it's this this guy has really changed since he got new scenery, man. And then, of course, you know, week 11, NFL is still buzzing. I got to give y'all the three big games because playoffs is close. It is real close. It's right around the corner, you feel me? Season is almost over. So I'm going to give you all three games to look out for, and I'm going to give you all my week 11 predictions. So stay tuned for that one. And then, you know, uh, my favorite segment, you feel me, is my random thought. My random thought. And I most definitely cannot wait to tell you all my random thought about this former NBA player, man, and this guy. Sky's on, <laughs> but we should have known because he was on one when he was uh, in the NBA still. But you know, what I mean, let's get this show started. 
Yeah, so as we all know, man, the Sixers and the Clippers had did a trade. And this trade has really, really opened up some doors, opened up my eyes to, to see who I felt like won this trade. And as we all know, James Harden did not want to report to the 76ers camp really because of Daryl Morley, because he felt like Daryl Morley was a liar, didn't live up to um, what James Harden expected him to live up to. And then, you know, James Harden wanted a, uh, a trade. He requested a trade. And then at the beginning of the season, James Harden tried to come back with the team, but Philly was like, nah, Doug, you've been gone from us from all these months. Now all of a sudden you want to try to come back? We're not having that, you feel me? So Philadelphia said, we're going to make the best move for us. You know what I mean? You want to go to the Clippers? Fine. Hey, here's how it's going to go. The Sixers wind up trading James Harden to the Clippers, man. And this deal was made, it's like, I, I don't see how, I don't see how I don't see how the Clippers didn't really take as much more than just two players or three players for real for real two players because the third player probably never gonna see no time never gonna see no action but the Sixers wind up getting Marquis Marcus Morris Nicholas Platoon Robert Covington KJ Martin a 2028 projected first round pick two second round picks and a pick swap while the Clippers went on here and got James Harden PJ Tucker and Flip. I don't know his last name. I ain't going to try to pronounce his last name. You feel me? So I'm not going to have me looking all crazy on, on air. You feel me? <laughs> but that was the trade, though. And at first, initially, I was like, all right, well, the Sixers just wanted to hurry up and just get this deal situated, get it, move on, move on to their, their season. And the Clippers was like, yes, we finally got another star. We got a fourth star who it felt like we need a big four to actually win the West. Well... Let me tell y'all who I felt like won this trade. And it's probably not going to shock y'all. It's probably not going to really percolate. You know what I mean? It, 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 it would just – I felt like the Sixers won this trade. The Sixers won it hands down. There's no questions about it, man. So, enough delusion, man. The Sixers had won this trade, in my opinion. And the reason why I thought the Sixers had won this trade um, is for the simple fact that um, James Harden really wasn't trying to come there. You know what I mean? He, he really wasn't trying to show up. He really wasn't trying to be a team player. He, he most definitely wasn't trying to be a team player. He, 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 I felt like James Harden put himself in another bad predicament. You know what I mean? And, and I'm a big James Harden fan. And I, I, and I felt like Harden is now starting to – his value of a basketball player is really, really decreasing. Like really decreasing for the simple fact that remember the last year when when the Sixers had James Harden, not one time last year at all, at all, that the 76ers was the best team or the second best team in the East. Not one time. But you know what's crazy this year though? The, the Sixers are actually the second best team in the East. Just just was number one until they lost to Boston last night. But now you sit here thinking like, damn, so maybe it wasn't Doc Rivers. It was Doc Rivers the problem? Did the Sixers get rid of a, a good head coach because of James Harden? Then, you, you know, he was like, oh, no, that, 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 that really can't be it because they had Nick Nurse last year. And the Sixers still wasn't, the you know, still didn't look like the team that could be the best of the East or anything in that nature. So – 
why I felt like the Sixers really won this trade. Keep it a buck because they added bench depth. And I think that's what Philly was lacking in all those previous years. They didn't have that much bench for real. That bench was very, 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 very small. I felt like that bench was like an eighth man. After the eighth man, they were just like, that's it. We don't have nobody else. Nobody else is going to come in to help us, save us, or anything in that nature. And now that Philly went on here and added depth, like I said, they got a Marcus Morris, they got a Robert Cuffs, they got a Nicholas Platoon. All these people are good role players. They know how to play their role very, very well. Nicholas Platoon has been in this league forever, it feels like. But this guy's know how to stay around. This guy knows how to, to keep his game relevant. You know what I mean? He plays on, he might not be the strongest suit on the offensive side. But, damn it, he's most definitely going to play defense. And that's one thing about Nicholas Platoon I like about him. He plays defense. You know what I mean? Yes, back in his heyday when he was with Portland, most definitely Nicholas Platoon was an offensive, offensive score. I'm not going to say a threat. He was an offensive score. He was able to get his buckets. Now he knows his role. He knows that I'm, he's not being the guy that got to take – even 10 shots a game, really. If he even takes 10 shots a game, that's like a good game for him. You know what I mean? So then you get a Marcus Morris, one of the Morris twins that, that knows that they've been in the league for a nice period of time also. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think this is the Morris that won a, a championship with the Lakers. I think that might have been Markeith. But still at the same time, the Morris twin has been in the league. He's had played on multiple teams that has got farther in the playoffs he has been uh, in good winning coaches and everything like that. He's a good forward that can stretch out. He's a forward that can come down to the basket and grab rebounds. He No, he's not a run protector. No, he's not Joel Embiid, the second or the first, or anything of that nature. But Marcus Morris knows his job. He knows how to do it. Robert Covington, his second stint with the Sixers. He most definitely is familiarized with the Sixers. He knows uh, the culture, the atmosphere that the Sixers is trying to bring to this uh, organ, uh, to the NBA. So Robert Covington, knowing what he brings, and he's a three-point shooter. He spreads the flow out. That helps Embiid out a lot. That helps uh, Tyrese Maxey out a lot. That these guys are able to be in this spot in the right time, hopefully. And then, you know, they can potentially get uh, 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 win a lot of games this year. Because in my opinion, by them doing this trade, in my opinion, I feel like Philadelphia is now the second best team in the East. The second best team. Boston showed them why that Boston is number one. You know, that this and the Drew Holiday, uh, Porzingis, and stuff like that, 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 that was a good look for Boston. Now Philadelphia... Uh, like I said, they didn't get blown out. It was it was a close game till it got like late fourth quarter. And Philly, you know, I just felt like Philadelphia just haven't reached that Boston level yet. Boston is still showing why they are the favorites of the East. But they did. But what Philly did show me is that why they're the second best team. While the Bucks are still trying to get themselves together, uh, Philadelphia is already saying we together. We just needed a couple of good players, a couple of key pieces. And then we're off the running. Because the simple fact, you can just see, like I said, they are 8-3, and three, which put them second in the East. Joel Embiid has not missed a beat yet. He is still uh, averaging pretty much 32 points a game. 
averaging 12 rebounds a game, averaging 5.8 assists, averaging 1.7 block, averaging 50% field goal percentage. Joel Embiid hasn't skipped a beat at all since James Harden has gone now. So you can clearly see that James, uh, Joel Embiid is like, no, I don't really need James Harden. You know what I mean? It, it was a it was a, a bonus to have James Harden because James Harden was the guy that can give out assists. He, he wasn't always score, score, score all the time. Now, at times that he can be, but he knew that Joel Embiid is the, is the, is the guy. He's that guy. And then now who's really happy and who's really about to become the second guy in Philly is Maxie. Maxie game went to another level. I think that's why Philadelphia was like, you know what? We can go ahead and trade James Harden. We have a point guard that we feel like that can control the clock, can control the pace, can score. Because goddamn Maxie can score, man. If he can just elevate his game just a little bit, and which Maxi did, because now this year Maxi is averaging 27.6 points a game. He is averaging 6.7 assists a game, 5.1 rebounds a game, and is shooting at a 49% percentage in the field goal. So you clearly can see that the 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 Sixers ain't missing James Harden at all. So I just felt like that uh that um, the Sixers has really put themselves in a good championship caliber uh, predicament. Now it just got his health. It's going to be the main thing. Can Embiid play majority of the season? We know that he's not going to play 82. He's not. But at the same time, he can Embiid still be the MVP guy, which I believe that he's going to be him and Jokic is going to be battling for the MVP uh, uh, um, award again. I feel like Maxi can become your per point guard, your scoring point guard, the guy that can get you out of the jams. You don't have to look for uh, what's my guy, Tobias Harris, to be your second scorer. Now Tobias Harris can go ahead and continue doing what he's doing because, like, like I said, Maxi has stepped up his level. Just last year, Maxi was only averaging twenty-two. Him ab- putting that five to six extra points works wonders, did wonders, and right now it's working for the Sixers. So I just feel like the Sixers have won this trade, and we will see as the season goes on that the Sixers has won this trade. But now let's talk about the Clippers a little bit, man. The Clippers, you most definitely know they have not won this trade. I feel like the Clippers has a lot to do with this team, and it ain't just trying to figure out how you spread the ball with four different players, man, because the Clippers had potential. They got a good head coach in Tyron Lue. They got good two stars and uh, PG and Kawhi. The only thing about those two stars, they can't stay healthy. That's that's the only thing. They got a good point guard and Russ, and now they got another good point guard and James Harden. So it's like uh, it's, it's a little confusing. And then you know another thing why I felt like the Clippers lost this trade is because all four of those guys are ball dominant. The only way that this offense is creative is when those guys have the ball. If if one of those guys have the ball, the other three is sitting in the corner or sitting off somewhere. Nobody's not cutting. Nobody's not setting screens. Nobody's not going back door cuts. uh, None of that. It just seems like when those four are on the court together, it just the chemistry is just off. 
it's just off. I don't care how much you try to dance and all that on the sidelines, Russ and James. doesn't matter what y'all did in the Oklahoma City days and anything in that nature with Russ and Harden and Russ and PG. You got to try to figure out how, how can how can this team actually be a threat in the West? Because in my opinion, I felt like the Clippers are nowhere near a threat. I felt like the Clippers are a team that's in the bottom. I'm talking about below down there where San Antonio is. And then I feel like San Antonio is having a better season than them also, too. They got looks, they got something to look for. But another reason why I feel like that James uh the Clippers had lost this trade is James Harden attitude. Like I said, I'm I'm a fan of his, but his attitude really, really sucks, man. What he said in that press conference, um is is it's just terrible when he says that um he doesn't he he doesn't fit the system he is the system it's kind of that's kind of crazy that's something that you i don't think as a uh, a superstar player should really be saying really like come on dogs like you are trying to fit in this system this is not your team this is still Kawhi and pg team these are the guys that they're going to probably still look for to take the last shot and when things is not going right, it's going to take the majority of the blame first. So I think I do think that it's a way to fix the Clippers problem. If the Clippers are willing to fix this problem and it's going to have to take some big man pants to put them to put them on to these guys. And if these guys not willing to put their big man pants on, then this team is going to be doo-doo, trash, the last team of the West. The last team out of California. You feel me? And, and what I believe that the Clippers should do, and I think that James Harden should really think, take a hard look in the mirror and probably uh, 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 agree to what I'm about to say. I think that James Harden should play off the bench. James Harden has to go back to being that sixth man, just like how he was and OKC. So I don't want to hear, oh, no, James Harden can't be no six-man. Oh, no, that's not in his – yes, it was. He started off as a six-man. You feel me? So if if he going to have to take a page out of Melo's book, once Melo realized that he was no longer the star, the guy that can get the last shot, he's not who he used to be. Melo was able to switch over and become that bench guy, that role player, that the guy that can get you – the shots that a shooter can do. I think that's what James Harden had to do because hear me out, hear me out. If James Harden go to the bench and he comes off the bench, I think you should give him a big man that can run pick and roll, a guy that can really protect the rim, a guy that can run the pick and roll who can feet can move and is a little bit athletic. I'm not saying that Zubiak is the answer, but Zubiak is the guy that I know off the top of my head that, that's there with the Clippers. If you keep him on the floor to set pick and rolls with James Harden, I think it will work. It has to work. James Harden, you're going to have to try to switch this up because since you became over as it started with the Clippers, the Clippers are 0-5. The Clippers has not looked good at all, even with James Harden in the lineup, because right now James Harden is only averaging 15 points a game. James Harden is averaging 4.2 assists a game. Who, who was your assist leader last year? Now he did a mean drop ball. He's averaging 4.4 rebounds, and he's only shooting 47% field goal percentage. His three-point percentage is a 37%. 
and he's averaging 2.2 turnovers a game. That's not a starter mentality. That is not starter stats in my eyes. That's the guy that's coming off the bench. That's the guy that you can, you know what I mean, you got to try to find your, your rhythm again. And I think coming off the bench will James, for James Harden will find his rhythm, will help him out, would, would, would really, really help him out in my eyes, in my opinion. So, and I think that will help the Clippers out because, like I say, you, you, him and Russ on the floor together, I don't think it's going to work out. You know what I mean? Periodically, time to time, yes. But always on the floor together, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think that him and PG on the floor together is really going to work. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's, just a, it's just a disaster in my eyes for the Clippers, man. So if I'm the Clippers, I will put James Harden on the bench. I will, you know, reassess, try to – Try to get some things in order because, like I said, even if you try to move Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Westbrook to the bench, you know, what I mean, he should have been for all that. He could have stayed in in L.A. with the Lakers. You know, it's just a just a thought, just a thought. You know, what I mean, like I said, so we, I clearly just gave you the reason why I felt like the Sixers had won this trade. Um, because MB to Maxi still going, stats look better. Team-wise, overall, looks better. Versus the Clippers, James Harden took a plummet. And stat-wise, and right now, with James Harden being on that Clippers team, they are 0-5. So, hands down, the Sixers won, man. So, shout-out to the Sixers, Dan and Daryl Moley in, in, in that organization, man. It looks like they know what they was doing. <laughs> uh, I got one comment, man, before I go on to the next segment. My golly. What it is, Kurt? What it is, brother, man? I appreciate you joining in, man. Tuning in, man. I hope you're enjoying the show right now. You feel me? Now, let's go over here and, and, and switch it up a little bit. Because like I said, man, it's, an, it's a guy that has new place and has a new attitude, man. And, and right now, it's not working out for that team at all, man. And like I said, he, he's a champion. He got a new contract, and I think that's what it, that's really fucking up his his mentals, man. He, he he got a little bit arrogant and cocky, and the guy who I'm talking about is no other than Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, man. As, as we all know, Jordan Poole won uh, a championship with the Warriors a uh, year before. He got a nice, healthy contract after he won a championship. Him and Wiggins got that nice contract. And then the Warriors felt like, you know – we're going to have to go ahead and trade him. We don't feel like we need him anymore. And at first, I was like, dang, that, that's crazy how you give him this man a nice contract. One of the biggest contracts in, 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 uh, in, in his career right now. And you just ship him away. Then I start to think like, dang, why did they ship him away that easily? And it's not like you got anything good. You got Chris Paul. You got an aging Chris Paul. So you're telling me that a younger Jordan Poole is not better than an aging Chris Paul? Now, IQ-wise, I can clearly see it. Clearly see why. But at the same time, we are talking about, like, Jordan Poole, the upper rising talent and everything. And, and, and the reason why I thought, like I said, that his new team and he has a new attitude and his attitude is not working out for him, I don't know if y'all seen this clip, man, that, um, one of his games that Jordan Poole comes to the 
the Wizards take a timeout. Jordan Poole and the team comes over, and 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 Jordan Poole is not paying attention to the coach at all. Not paying attention as he's sitting there drawing up the plays, as he's telling people, you know, where positions to be in and blah blah blah. Jordan Poole is mine is somewhere else. So you got you got assistant coaches, you got teammates, you got everybody trying to get Jordan Jordan Poole's attention. Like, look, yo, pay attention. What do you, you know, you, Jordan Poole comes out his mouth and says, this is my team. I got this. I do what I want. And then at the end of the timeout, as the coach, you know, try to wrap the play up everything, try to hurt and peek over and try to figure out the play and try to see where he's all lined up at. Now, with that, with that clip, that clip, I'm starting to see why Draymond punched them now. <laughs> like, I hate to say it because I still feel like Draymond, that was a sucker move for Draymond. I still feel like that. But I, I, I starting to, I'm, I'm think I'm starting to see why Draymond went on here and socked him. Yo, yo, he, he, Jordan Poole looks like he's a little bit arrogant, a little bit cocky now, man. And like I said, after you, after you win a championship, after you get new money, I get it. Your head gets a little bit bigger. You was like, yes, I worked so goddamn hard to get here. And, and, and finally, I got the pay that I finally wanted. But, yeah, you know what's the craziest thing about it is? I've seen a lot of NBA stars, a lot, get big money, get a little cocky, and then no longer in the NBA no more. So I, I feel like Jordan Poole, man, has to reassess things. He has to go back and, and change his mentality because, number one, the Wizards are fucking 2-9. and nine. How can you claim a team – that is two and nine, my guy. Like, like I said, don't get me wrong. You ride with your team regardless. But for you not to be paying attention to talk, having this arrogant and this uh uh this stubbornness to you, and for you to be like, man, this is my team. I do what I want. You know what I mean? I ain't, I ain't got to worry about none of y'all. I ain't, I ain't none of this. It's like, dog, y'all two and nine. And then you make it seem like that you are a superstar, my guy. You are a superstar. Like, you st- Still trying to become a star status. You still haven't reached the all-star. You still haven't reached anything else other than the finals because of other great players. Like Jordan Poole right now is 16.2 points a game. How are you going to try to claim a team and you're not even the highest scoring average on your team? I don't understand that. You are averaging 3.6 assists. How are you going to claim a team and you averaging in the bottom tier of an assist? I seen big men that's averaging more assist than this. Now he's averaging 40% field goal percentage. I give you that. It's not that bad. It's most definitely not that bad. But what I'm sitting here trying to trying to put piece together is if you're averaging this, shouldn't you be a bench player? Because James, I, I, I'm just sitting here with just giving that James Harden is averaging 15 points a game. You're only averaging 1.2 points higher than James Harden. And you played more games than James Harden. You're averaging more minutes than James Harden. And I still, I still not understanding how, where did you, where did this arrogant and this content? 
here's my thing, Jordan Poole. And as I'm trying to wrap this up real quick before I go on to my favorite sport, Jordan Poole, my guy. You got to try to switch this around to make the Wizards a play-in team. Because right now the Wizards are not a play-in team. They are terrible. Like you got teams that's not even you got a, you you got the San Antonio Spurs who just living off this Wimby hype has a better record than you. And you you just you got you and you have another good player and Kyle Kuzma. And I feel like if you and Kuzma can can at least try to do this duo team thing, man, because you got a good point guard in Tyrus Jones. You got another good score in Kyle, in Kyle Kuzma. Jordan Poole is an, is an electrifying guard, yo. Jordan Poole, every time we click on the, on, on, on ESPN or whatever uh, sports thing you watch, you see every time Jordan Poole comes across your screen, it's something that Jordan Poole is like, yo, he got moves. Oh, he's so shifty. Oh, he's crafty. Look what he did, Jordan. Yeah. After that one highlight play, that's it for Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, man, you got to make this team a playoff, a play-in team for you to sit here and try to be arrogant and cocky. You got to be become a championship contender. If you're such a superstar, you're such this guy that, that that you feel like that you are arrogant and cocky for this reason, you got to show it. 16.2 points a game and your team is 2-9, and nine, that's not showing it, my guy. That's showing that you will not last in this league too much longer. Nobody's not going to be willing to gamble or give you another big contract if you keep acting like this. If you can't make anything, if you – the Wizards got to build a culture. And I felt like at first when Jordan Poole went down there, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the culture. This is going to be the next step for Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole will be making consecutive all-star games. The rate you're going, my guy, you're not going to make an all-star game at all this year for unless you're going to be a participant like – uh, the skills challenge and or three point uh, challenge. It's going in a way you're going to be making an all star weekend, as if you do that. Jordan Poole, get your act together, get it together. Because I had I had a little bit high expectations for you, man, and and, and like I said, I really just think that this contract and this I think that money really got to your head, my guy. So I I just think that enjoy your money, yes. But at the same time, man, don't forget the hunger. You still got to be hungry for another contract. You still got to be hungry to go uh, for another team, man. You just got to be hungry, you feel me? So, I see I got a couple more comments from Locked In Sports. My favorite ladies, what it is, man. Oh, man, if y'all have not checked out my favorite ladies, yo, please go check out that new episode, yo, Locked In Sports. Guarantee you, yo, I love what they doing. I love it. I love to hear a female aspect on the sports game. My guy laid back. He is a Celtics fan, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty sure he was happy when I said that the Celtics are the best team in the East, man. Um, like this sports, Jordan Poole thinks he's better than what he is. And, and that's how I feel. And I really feel like that Jordan Poole should really – Really look in the mirror, man. Because like I said, Jordan Poole, he has the skills. He has everything in the toolbox to become a good player, a, a player that we should be talking about. But at the same time, man, your attitude is not reflecting on your game. Your game has to take another leap. 
you have to be Jordan Poole should be averaging 20 in my eyes. I really think that Jordan Poole should be averaging 20 or more with this team that he's with. My guys <laughs> laid back said, You ain't no cop, Jay Reed. You a sellout. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course, everybody don't know your N2D. Got it if you haven't watched it. And of course, like I say, he's a Celtics fan. He's happy that his boys beat the 76ers yesterday, uh, climbing that uh, ladder to be nine and two, being best in the East. So shout out to the Celtics, man. I already knew that the Celtics was going to be a good team. Once they got Drew Holiday, man, I was like, and Porzingis, I said, this is a team that you want to have to fight with now. They are the most definitely clear cut, the better favorite team in the East in my eyes. So, and least and then locked in sports, Mavs up. Don't get me wrong, Mavs looking good. Mavs are really looking good this year. They look way better than they did last year. I don't know what was the problem, the difference between this year and last year because I felt like the Mavericks have the same team minus Christian Wood, who I felt like they should have used way more. He's looking good in the Laker right now and this year. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Dallas Mavericks, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all looking good this year. And I and I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit impressed. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I I I still felt like that Kyrie and, and Luca still trying to figure out how that you know, do what was going to uh, mash up and, and, and get build their chemistry. But so far, they're doing it this year. So far, we'll see as the season go along. So shout out to the Dallas Mavericks, man. All right. My favorite sport, y'all. My favorite sport. We is here. We're going to switch it over, leave the NBA behind. Then we in the week 11. Oh, my God, yo. We have seven more weeks of football of regular season football let me say that seven more weeks and man i swear this football season has just been flying like flying you feel me and and man this season is a little different a little weird if y'all haven't paid attention to week 10 man if you pick a lot of those teams that you felt like normally wins like the bills my Ravens against the Browns, Bengals against the Texans. I'm pretty sure if you're a Batman like myself, I'm pretty sure your Paul they got all fucked up last week. <laughs> it just got all fucked up, Doug. And, and, and it's just like, damn, this week is going to be a challenge in my eyes. You feel me? And the challenge is because, like I say, yo, playoff time is right around the corner. We got teams that's still lurking in. That felt like they uh, should be in. We got teams that's that's feel like there's a clear cut favorite, and uh, it's going to be in. You feel me? So right now, in the AFC, we got the Chiefs as number one. We got my beloved Ravens as number two. You got the Jaguars number three. The Dolphins number four. You got Pittsburgh number five. You got the Browns number six, and you got the Texans who beat the Bengals coming in at number seven in that last playoff spot. Then you still got the Cincinnati Bengals. You got the Colts. You got the Bills. And you got the Raiders. There's all in that hunt, all trying to figure out if they're going to make the playoffs or not. You know what I mean? All going to be in the dog fight this year, you know, making the playoffs. And for the NFC side, you got Philadelphia, who's the best team in the uh, NFC. 
You have Detroit number two. You got San Francisco number three. You got the Saints number four. You got the Seahawks number five, the Cowboys number six, and the Vikings coming in number seven. And then you got the Bucks eight, the Commanders nine, the Falcons ten, and my guy laid back. Your Packers coming in number 11. But still in the playoff hunt, though. Still in the playoff hunt. Can't can't be mad about that. But what's, what's, what's this all coming up to, man? What I'm trying to dive into is for the simple fact that there's some there's some big games this week. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of teams, if your team is, is doesn't have a bye week this week, man, I'm pretty sure it's a big game. It's a real big game. And if your team is on the bye week, I'm pretty sure they're sitting back, resting, and hoping and figuring out, hoping to say, like, hopefully we can beat that team next week. <laughs> you know what I mean? And one of the games I want us to pay attention to is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs for a couple of reasons. Number one, the battle with the number ones. Both of them number one of, um, of the conference. You got the Eagles number one in the NFC. You got the Chiefs number one in the AFC. For the Chiefs side, man, for the, I'm just trying to see that if if my Ravens was to win tonight, fingers crossed. Make sure y'all go pay attention to. Uh, make sure y'all go tune in to ATB at the bank at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Can't wait. Um, my Ravens win tonight. Does my Ravens get the number one seed, or do we still play back into that number two seed until Kansas City lose another game or whoever goes to get to their fourth loss first? Is that going to be the reason? Can Kansas City coming off a of bye week look better than they previously looked? Because, you know, that last before they won the bye week, man, didn't look too hot. Didn't look too good at all, you know what I mean? And it's like now are we going to see – which uh, KC team are we going to look? Are we going to get that same KC team that was that caught fire in the playoffs last year at the tail end of the season? Or we're going to catch that KC that just laid an egg a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? Or for the Philly side, can Philly still have that passing attack going? Because we already know that A.J. Brown is most is, is, is lighting. Between him and Tyreek Hill, man, they are lighting their wide receiver position up. Jalen Hurts is starting to show that why he's the second best quarterback in the league, maybe. So, you know, all these things are, like I say, your playoff implications. Which team is going to catch what? You feel me? So, it, it, it's just a, a teams that both of these is going to mean something. And it's most definitely going to line up on a Monday night, too. Woo! That's going to be a good game. Primetime game. Which team can live up to the hype? Another team that I want uh, a game I want us to pay attention to is the Buccaneers and the 49ers. Because like I told you, the Buccaneers are, are in the playoff hunt. They're in that eighth seed right now. And if they sit at that eighth seed and they wind up beating the 49ers, oof, do they, do they bump up to the seventh seed? Can Baker Mayfield help this team become a playoff team? You know what I mean? Can, 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 uh, the 49ers, all the 49ers back. After what they did last week, man, everybody's starting to question the 49ers back. In my opinion, I felt like the 49ers never went away. The they just had to try to regain. They had to retool, get healthy, and then come up with a better game plan. But can the Buccaneers stop that 49ers defense, though, with the addition of Trey Young, I mean, Chase Young, with, with both on the other side? Ooh, with, with Greenlaw, with Fred Warner. 
That defense really looking scary again. And then can Brock Purdy still become that quarterback that's still trying to become that 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 guy who we all feel like that Brock Purdy can be an elite quarterback? It's going to take some time. Can he get this team deep into the playoff run? Can he stay uh, healthy? Um, so it, it, it's just like a lot of questions going around that game. Another game that I felt like it's a big game also, the Raiders and the Dolphins. Now, I understand people like the Raiders and the Dolphins. Yeah, I said that because right now the Raiders are fighting for their playoff seed. They are they are they fighting for their playoff life again. Right now, they like I said, they're in the 11th seed, and then you got the Dolphins who's in the fourth seed. We gotta pay attention. This is November now. Do the Dolphins get cold like they did last year? Or do they find a way to help Tua uh stay healthy, number one? Uh stay warm, number two. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, it's just because we already know that the Dolphins can go cold around this time of the year. For the Raiders, the Raiders, how are the Raiders going to respond after winning last week? With with the interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, man, who I felt like is doing a good job so far, doing a way better job than Josh McDaniels because these guys are starting to follow his movement. They believe the words that's coming out of his mouth. So can, can, can the Raiders, you know what I mean, move up into that playoff race ladder? You know what I mean? And then, like I said, can the, and then the, for the Dolphins, man, can they stay hot? Like I said, they always go cold from time to time. So it's just a lot of these things. These are playoff implication games right here. And then, of course, you know, like I said, t- check out ATB at 7 o'clock. The Ravens and the Bengals. That's, a, that's another goddamn division game for the Ravens. Can the Ravens uh, – uh, um, bounce back after a loss last week. Can the Bengals bounce back after a loss last week? Who's going to lead this AFC? Can the Ravens continue to lead the AFC North? Can the Bengals catch up to the Ravens in the AFC North? You know, what I mean, it, it's just a lot of it, a lot of good playoff implications. The uh, Steelers and the Browns. Deshaun Watson shut down for the rest of the season now. So can the Browns keep their playoff hopes alive with that stingy defense that they have? Or can Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett finally wake up in the offense? Matt Canada can run a good offense. You know what I mean? It's a lot of implications on what can be done and what's going to be done. And, you know, one more game um, just to throw off my top, man. Um, The Commanders and the Giants. Now, I understand that neither one of these teams are are, are in playoff hunt, but it's a division game. Can the Commanders – Bounce back after a loss that they felt like they shouldn't have lost last week. They had that game in their hands. Can Sam Howell find somehow to get the commanders into a playoff contention? Or can um the Giants be a spoiler? And spoiler says they say, well, since we ain't going to the playoffs, neither are you. <laughs> so, man, like I said, week 11 is going to be uh, uh, um, a week to most definitely pay attention to, most definitely – Try to if you're betting, if like like some of my people here, MTMO predictions, man. If you are betting, what teams are you going with? Who are you going to go with? Are you going to actually stay with them? You know what I mean? So it, 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 it's a lot. And then if you're a betting man like myself, do I bet on this team? Do I take the points? Do I go money line? Do I not bet with them at all? So it, 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 make sure that y'all pay attention to these playoff applications that's coming up that is right around the corner, man. And it's going to be um, 
very, very interesting in this week. So, speaking of interesting, got my picks right here. And I'm ready to sit here and give y'all my week 11 picks, predictions, who I feel like is going to win. Starting off with the Thursday night game, man, I feel like the Ravens will beat Cincinnati. I think Pittsburgh will go in Cleveland and beat Cleveland. I think Detroit will beat Chicago. Sorry, my man, Kurt, yo. I think the Chargers will beat Green Bay. I think Miami will beat the Raiders. I think Washington will beat the Giants. I think the Cowboys, locked in sports, I know y'all happy, and the rest of the Cowboys nation like Barry and, and, and Patrick and the rest of the people that's on the grid network. I think Dallas will beat Carolina. Better hope they beat Carolina. <laughs> I think Jacksonville will beat Tennessee. Bounce back game for them. I think that hot Houston Texans will beat Arizona. I think San Francisco will beat Tampa Bay. I think the Bills will have a bounce back game against the Jets and win this game also. I think Seattle will beat the Rams. And I think that the up-and-coming Broncos is going to beat the Vikings. And for that Monday night game, I think that the Eagles will beat Kansas City. Yes, I said it, and I'm hoping that the Eagles do. Help the AFC out. Help the Ravens out. long as the Ravens help themselves out, you feel me? So, there you have it. Ravens, Steelers, ugh, Lions, Chargers, uh, Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, Jaguars, Texans, 49ers, Bills, Seahawks, Broncos, and Fly Eagles Fly. If you think your predictions, your your picks and your predictions are gonna be better than mine, make sure y'all go in the comments. Tell me who you picking, who you got this week, man. We'll see who only had a better week. I feel like I'm gonna have a better week. If you're gonna pick the same team as I'm picking, don't even uh don't even comment, man. <laughs> I felt like you just wanted to choose my teams to to see if you're gonna win or not, but. Those are my week's uh, 11 picks, man. Make sure y'all tune into this Sunday. We'll start tonight, Thursday on Sunday and Monday. See who prediction is going to be better. Are yours going to be better than mine? Highly doubt it. <laughs> All right, man. I got a couple of um uh, uh, comments before I switch it over, before I wrap this episode up. Oh, Ben Big Help. Woo! We'll see. We 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 will see, man. Uh, let's see. We see a sweet spot in our schedule. Let's go, boys. I wonder who that sweet spot is. You feel me? <laughs> uh, you are a Chiefs fan this week. I, I bet you are a Chiefs fan because I'm I'm an Eagles fan this week. So hopefully, um. Hopefully the Chiefs will lose. <laughs> uh, oh, he, my man, laid back. Kurt Yo said this uh, Packers season is over. Uh, the season is over. I like my, I like my, uh, collect, I like my earnings and all ones. I want to feel like I'm getting paid. You already know how I like to talk. I don't want no cash app, no Zell, none of that, bro. <laughs> oh man, my man. My man, Paolo, we need this tonight, especially after the last game. Most definitely. I, I, I agree with you on this one, man. If you are a Ravens fan, yes, we need this tonight. <laughs> Hopefully you are not a Bengals fan. 
Lisa say, yeah, you already know I'm a clown you if the if the Cowboys lose to the Panthers. I'm clowning all you Cowboys fans, you feel me? And my man, awesome show, bro. Glad you are glad I was able. I'm glad you was able to tune in too, bro. But don't leave just yet, yo. It's not over. I got one more in the chamber, you feel me? And this segment right here is called My Random Thought, yo. And my random thought. It's going to be dope, you feel me? I feel like my random thought, man, I, I had to sit here and I had to think long and hard for this segment. And like I said, this is now my favorite segment of the show now, yo. And my random thought is going to be about a former NBA player who he has, he do has an NBA championship on his, on his resume, you feel me? He didn't play for six different teams like the Wizards and the Lakers. Um, he also played for the Warriors too, man. And the one team, I mean, the one player that I'm sitting here talking about is my guy, Swaggy P, a.k.a. Nick Young, man. And the reason why this guy is uh, is, is on my random thought, man, because Nick Young, if y'all not following him on, on, on social media or anything in that nature, if you just so happen just to see him, man, Nick Young, this guy uh, has said some things on, on Instagram where he felt like after his NBA career was over, things wasn't right. You know, it wasn't how it used to be. Like, he was saying that if you don't got things lined up in order at the NBA career, man, all the hoes, all, well, let me not say hoes, all the females is, is not going to want you. All the restaurants going to want their monies. You're not going to get all the free stuff. If you caught cheating, your girl going to leave you, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, once the NBA season is over, it's over. Uh, Duh. Of course it's over, yo. You know what I mean? It, it, it's you, You're not going to sit here and just tell me that Um, when you leave your regular job, when you retire from your regular job, that life will continue to be the same. It's like, no, you don't have to get up whatever time you got to get up to go to work anymore. No, you don't have, you don't get the same, you don't walk into your old job and be like, hey, I still got my work badge. I wanted to see if it still work. You know, can y'all still let me in? They're going to be like, nah, yo, we can't, we not going to let you in. We can't, uh, we, we, we not going to let you anything. Um, or, or, hold on. I'm sorry, y'all. It's like, yo, Nick Young, of course it is over, my guy. It's, it, it was supposed to be over. Your career lasted a nice amount of time. You should have invested your money. If you didn't invest in your money, I don't know what you did in your lifetime, but invest in your money. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be going around here saying that, yo, cheating. It's like, yo, number one, yo, if you in a faithful relationship committed to your girl and all that, yo, cheating shouldn't be in the process. You shouldn't be worrying about cheating. You shouldn't worry about your girl shouldn't have to be worrying about, you know what I mean, is another woman taking her spot or anything in that nature. It's like, yes, it is over, yo. It is over. And you had a good career too, Nick. You had a great career for the simple fact that uh, you averaged 11.4 points in your career. You played 720 games. You won an NBA championship. You got multiple big contracts. You know what I mean? Like you got a five-year deal for $43.6 million. You got a nice contract with the Lakers for a one-year deal, $1.2 million. 
you wind up getting another big one-year deal with the Golden State Warriors. They giving you $5.2 million. So, my God, why are you still looking out for handouts? Why are you still looking out for freebies? See, you know what I think it was, yo, when you got to that boxing match and that dude knocked the, knocked the sense out of you, yo, I think it fucked up your chromosomes. I think it really fucked up your brain cells, man, and you really forgot that, like, oh, shit, my NBA career is over with. <laughs> like, man, look. You should have invested your money. You should have did better investments or you should have did better things with your money than go out here tricking with your holes and tricking with your homeboys and stuff like that. Because as all NBA players, former NBA players will tell you, once it's over, it's over, my guy. You shouldn't be looking for anything else. You shouldn't be looking for no handouts or nothing. So, Nick Young, man, you got to do better. Got to do better, you feel me? And I felt like that you didn't do better now you're in the fucked up predicament now that you you're in a predicament where when you used to be a cheater i don't know if you still still is or not but you did come out and say you cheated on um on 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 eggy you know what i mean so if you are my guy yo, chill out yo it's not a good look you're not making yourself look good in anything in that nature man put yourself invest invest number one because i i know you got some you got kids. You got two beautiful kids, man. Your money should be invested into them. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be had to live in check to check if that's what you're living, man. I hope that you're not living check to check because I hope you're doing things better than what average people normally do. But my guy, if you're still looking for handouts and stuff like that, you're still looking for that NBA clout that you used to have. My guy, it's over with. It's faded. It's gone like Jordan. It's gone just like how your jumper was. <laughs> but no nah, man that that that's just my random thought on that one man it's just nick young came out was talking this nonsense and stuff like that man so i had to just go ahead and get that little ramble out real quick um so uh i got a couple more yo my guy laid back <laughs> with the money sign yes i need that cash my guy my man Rod, what it is, God, what it is, yo. We gotta link up, my guy, yo. We gotta, we gotta chop it up. We gotta do an episode together again. And yes, I'm, I, I knew you was going to get a kick out of this one, least. <laughs> I knew you was going to get a kick out of that. So there you have it, yo. I appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. And and like I said, yo, it, I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I put this show together, man. And as always, yo, make sure y'all go follow the grid, yo. Please help us out, yo. Go tell somebody who can t- who want to be somebody. Go tell a friend who, who want to be your friend that the grid network got the dope shows, dope content creators out right now. You feel me? We got uh uh um carving it up with Bryson, we got all even podcasts, we got clutch sports talk. We got outside the cage for my MMA fighters. We got uh, the Raiders uh, roundup. You got my very own ATB at the bank. So, yo, if you are into any of those, which you should be, or at least try it out. Like I say, yo, it's the good network. It's the dope network that's letting us content creators create our um, best uh, uh, um, shows that we possibly can, yo. So please go check out the Grid Network. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed in this network. 
Make sure y'all uh, go out here and while you on the grid network, make sure y'all go out here and uh, support our clothing line, man. Cause we got some dope clothing lines such as hats. As you can clearly see, we got shirts, we got hoodies, we got it all. You feel me? Just make sure y'all go out here and support us, man. Cause like I said, yo, we just trying to, just trying to get out that basement and try to skyrocket to our destinations. You feel me? So, Make sure y'all go out here and check out the grid network. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. And man, as always, yo, check me out, yo. You know what I mean? I catch y'all later. Hope y'all into uh really love this show. Cause I'm mad. Happen to have the number one morning show in all of Detroit, brother. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. Look at here. Well now, if you're gonna be here tomorrow morning. Why don't you come on down to the station and do Martin's show? Does that mean free publicity? Free publicity? Hold up. I will be there. Go on there. Uh, okay. Hey, look. I'll see you tomorrow, huh? All right. Okay. And Martin, remember one thing. Yeah. There's two things that are important in this world. Both of them are love. You chill here. Yeah?